Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to Be with Mike G, the show of Mexico City, the show of Contramar, Mezcal cocktails, and so much more. Today we're sitting down and chatting with Alberto Espinosa, one of the founders of Resiam, which is a tasting room for Mezcal and Destilados, one in Oaxaca and one in Mexico City. He came to my house just this week. We had a beautiful group of folks, candlelit, stage burning, great playlist in the background. We sipped some beautiful mezcal is actually some of the best mezcal i've ever tried and i'm always a little reticent you know when people say i want to do this tastings and it's not necessarily as interactive or they want to talk about this and that some brands are you know it can be really really annoying with the kinds of things they want you to know about the brand but alberto was kind connective and it was a beautiful moment with about 10 other folks cooking and drinking and talking and i certainly would compel you to go to the Resia Tasting Room in Oaxaca after what I experienced on Friday night here at my own house. So without further ado, I hope you all enjoyed this great chat with Alberto Espinosa. I don't know if I would call me creative, mm-hmm. but I, I know that um, I'm always searching for the creative part inside of me, probably, if I would like to say that. Yeah. Um, it's it's like a need that I have. And, and, and probably for whatever I do, uh, either for work or on like or as a routine, yeah. um, that creative part is uh, something that I search for a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just part of um, fulfilling like that spiritual uh, aspect of yeah. mine. I, I, I would say that. I, I like that. I had a conversation with my friend the other day. He's a quite a good chef and he works in tech and he's been kind of almost literally stuck in a room doing spreadsheet work. And I said, when are you going to be able to get out and cook again? Because he's a father and stuff. He's not really a very old guy. He can feel it when he needs to fulfill the creativity. Mm. What happens to you when you know that you need to create something or you need to pursue that creativity? How does it feel inside of you? Uh, like something is missing, uh-huh. maybe. Um, I've always said that um, whatever I do in life, um, I it needs to have certain impact. Um, to to yourself, to uh, personally, or to community, or to the world. Both, both, both. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably one of the reasons why I just fell in love with mezcal, for mm-hmm. example. Yeah, you know, getting in touch with with the families that that we collaborate with, and especially because we we don't work as a, a mezcal brand, right, right. Uh, and I before that I was uh, involved more in the restaurant business, uh-huh. uh, which is different dynamic. It's also sure. it may be related to it, uh, but it's a different dynamic. And also in my family, I think that there's always, uh, for example, music was a big part of. Of my family, mm-hmm. my brother uh, played the violin. Oh, my amazing. sister played the, the flute, mm-hmm. 
And I have another brother that he's in theater. He plays the drums. He plays the guitar. So I was quite around oh, it. Yeah, yeah, I was like I was around it and exposed. And I, I, I did some some instruments when I was younger. Um, Any of them take? Uh, Any of them really that you connected with? Uh, well, I played the bass when I was, oh, yeah, when okay. I was a teenager. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was also following that uh, because I looked up to my brother because the older one yeah, uh, right. that plays more instruments. Um, so I felt that need, I think probably I'm 43. Same, same. So, so I think that probably has been more um, obvious in the last uh, three to four years. Yeah. Probably at the... At, I think it's probably at the stage of my life that I'm at that I need to feel that I'm doing something that it's fulfilling. Yeah. And if it has certain impact, just any kind of positive impact outside of me, mm -hmm. then I have that feeling that I'm doing something that I'm moving forward. You know? I, I absolutely agree. I've, yeah. I've come to the realization, and this was a question I was going to ask you, it's kind of surrounding purpose, because purpose yeah. is an interesting thing. You yeah. know? I almost feel like I'm personally lucky to to realize what my purpose is. At least for me, I find it very clear. Okay. And for me, give, I give me the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I, I think of that every day, every morning. Like I get asked uh, ask that that question, um, and and I think I know uh -huh. what my purpose is now but i will tell really you in a uh, okay yeah we gotta you know this is we gotta exchange purposes right, or right. if you've ever seen the, the movie the jerk with steve martin like a long time ago he's got okay. a special purpose this is a, a joke that two people will get but it right. doesn't matter but so what i realized is that i've owned a distillery for over a decade now right never really made money you know we could have we could have made choices to make a vodka to flavor this flavored right that. But what I realized is the most rewarding thing for me in that piece, I've been playing music as well, as you see this kind of guitars and everything around us. I realized that it's really just about creating. It's yeah. not about selling the creations or making or monetizing them. Right. And just the process for me. I remember I was like chopping a soto plant in half or something in my driveway, right? Like who, mm -hmm. who, who does that shit, right? And I realized <laughs> this is what, this is what I was made to do. I was made to create. I was made to use my hands, my mind, and all of that. So for me, now my purpose is quite clear. And as we're the same age, I only probably figured this out. You see, it's funny. It's kind of the same trip. Like maybe three, three years ago. Yeah. Two, three years ago. So that's what it is for me. What do you, at 43 now, what are you thinking? What have you kind of honed in and chiseled your, your purposes now, you think? Uh, it's um, learning about myself. Oh, that's that's kind of it's it, it, this happened just like a, like a couple of weeks ago that I, I, I realized that because it's a question that I, I've been asking myself constantly for the for a long time. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I, I got a little bit frustrated uh -huh. because uh, I felt like I was uh, navigating in like every direction. And and I've, I've been spending a lot of time uh, like in solitude in the yeah. last six seven months and the conversations that you have with your own self right, when right. you're spending even though i'm working always uh, and i am doing tastings yeah. and this and that um i kind of need to step back and be alone and kind of like regroup recalibrate yeah and you have a lot of intimate conversations with your own self when you're when you're in solitude i love and that yeah 
I would say they have been very rewarding um, in that search, uh, which probably never ends, maybe. I hope it doesn't, actually, yeah. you know? Yeah. What, and given that we were kind of finally, you know, in our 40s, hitting, the, hitting the, good, the good stretch of life, in a mm. sense, what is maybe something you've learned about yourself recently? Oh, um, that I can connect to parts of me that I forgot. Really? Yeah, a long Ooh, time ago. Amazing. Any examples uh, you have? Uh, contact that serenity and calmness. Mm -hmm. And I realized, uh, and, and I'm not trying to, to, to uh, just uh, repeat like a self-book no, uh, uh, quote, mean, but, uh, but, yeah, but sure. I, I really realized that that's very pow powerful. It is. Very, very powerful in, in, in so many aspects. Um, when I was working in a restaurant, I was business, just going to ask you. That's that's <laughs> loud. That's fast. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 I work with people that you know they have like this rhythm, um, like like top people in the industry yeah. uh, in Mexico City, that they have this rhythm, and you get in that rhythm because you're kind of following that train. Yeah. Um, and at that moment, I thought that that was what I needed to do, uh -huh. so I did it. And I learned a lot, but I realized that when I left the restaurant business, I was like over accelerated in a way of, oh, of right. like like of that that rhythm. And it's like when you, you I want to see. I have the perfect metaphor too, but I want to see what yeah, you say. It, yeah. Do you do you remember? I mean, I don't know if you've ever felt that you if you work very hard for a certain period of time and mm -hmm. then you just stop, mm -hmm. you get that for a few days or weeks, you get that like anxiety uh -huh, effect, uh -huh. like, like like I need to do something, I need oh, to yeah. do something. Uh, so I used to get that a lot when I was when I was working in in, in the restaurant business. Uh, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And this is how I, I describe it to people. I don't like treadmills, honestly. I, I prefer lifting weights or whatever. You know, we all okay. have our, our ways to be healthy. Okay. But imagine you're jogging on that treadmill, you're trying to put in two miles or whatnot. That's Not treadmill, let's say the park. The park, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> That's yeah, you got it, you got it. Well, the, the, this will make a little more sense is that so, but, but once you step off that treadmill, okay, your body's still in motion and you can feel the floor still moving even though it's right. still, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so it's that yeah. same kind of thing mentally, right? How did I, I do create some time to not create, to not do the absence of, of noise ultimately, you know, which is ironic since I play music to relax and that's more noise in one sense, right? Right, but. What does the solitude look like for you? So, for instance, is nature a good respite for you, or would you prefer being at home in, in a comfortable place of which you're familiar? Uh, I need I both, 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 both. Uh, nature obviously has this effect. That I mean, for example, I like to exercise and mm -hmm, I like mm -hmm. to do it outdoors. Yeah, uh, I like that feeling of outdoors. I don't run on the street, for example. Mm -hmm. I like to, to go to a park sure. or whatever. Um, but being in your own space also creates that uh, sense of calmness. Yeah. Um, and also, I've been uh, learning uh, a lot about being comfortable when I'm uncomfortable. Well, that's interesting. Uh, you know, and, and, and doing stuff that mentally I'm, I, I, I didn't want to do, uh -huh. but then I just force me to do them and then I realized how those things that I did uh, complemented 
me in many ways. Interesting. You know? Interesting. Um, for example, I've been going back and forth to Mexico City, um, like work-wise. Mm -hmm. uh, I moved to Oaxaca uh, a few years back, and my house is in Oaxaca. Mm -hmm. But I, uh, we started working in a space in Mexico City, and so I'm in Mexico City, but I don't have a house. Ah, I see. So I'm moving all the, all around yeah. with friends and this and that, and obviously t after a certain point, I was like, it was driving me crazy, yeah, and yeah. I kind of said, okay, this is. This is happening for a reason, and 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 I always uh, tell a good friend of mine, like like uh, like joking around. I say, well, I think I, I was I was asking for the universe to uh, to move around because uh -huh, I wanted uh -huh. to do something uh, in life that I could move around and travel. Right. Uh, but I didn't want to move within the same city. <laughs> <laughs> and and my friend said, well, you should have be more clear with the universe and i so know man maybe maybe this is like a like a training right for the next step i don't know it's an uh, interesting concept I, I do believe a lot in that what you put into the world as what you desire and what you want to give to others these things are often returned to you you don't expect it it's a boomerang that you just throw off into the ether and sometimes it comes back and it's like this is a, sh this is a way bigger boomerang than right it would right. it, it's very interesting when before the foray into Mescal, because my dad's restaurant, he was okay. a restaurant, like restaurant. When my, once my folks got married, the only reason we moved all the time, he's taking a new operation position. He's owned his own spot. Yeah. So, so I get that, that business pretty in, in detail. Hectic. Yeah. It's super hectic. Um, well, and there's a good story about him I'll tell you after. But was that where you kind of found your career to begin or had you had another direction where you wanted to go in instead because you talk about art around music acting and i i had no idea that was where i wanted to go yeah. honestly yeah yeah um i did like the restaurant business mm. um for a certain amount of time and then it kind of wore me off mm. after after a while did something know? happen or it was just a steady weathering and, and long hours and uh well i i was i was i was into the rush and the dynamic but when i wanted to grow uh with a group that i was working with there was there wasn't nothing available for me to grow mm -hmm. so i changed uh to a more uh you know uh executive uh, Kind of related to restaurants, uh -huh, uh -huh. but more like an executive position in another company. Yeah, and I did a project, like a consulting project, for a year, almost two years. Mm -hmm. But like a desk job is definitely not, not your thing, for right? For me, yeah. no, no, no. I need, I need uh, a different dynamic in work. Like I need to move around. Uh, like, like a desk job is definitely not what I was doing. It, so I was, it got, it, it kind of brought me down a little bit mm -hmm. and 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 then I met my business partner and and I was always in contact with Mescal with mm -hmm. obviously because of work sure um but that the restaurant business didn't take me directly to to the Mescal world I see so all. yeah well I find that and this came up in a chat I recorded in Houston a couple weeks ago hospitality I don't know why but somehow it feels like it's almost genetic right so okay. my dad yeah. has it now he's, he's we're not genetically related, but my mom, bart bartender, okay, registered nurse, you know, caring for others and all these. 
does hospitality do your f folks or did they or do they ever work in the industry the no nothing no nothing, nothing at all what, what, and, I, what? and i started in hotels before oh, okay. i was in, in restaurant yeah um so i did some hotel uh work operations mm -hmm. and then i moved to restaurants and when i moved to restaurants i met my 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 former boss mm -hmm. uh, she's a very well-known uh restaurateur in mexico and in the states oh good conchamar um, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I took one guess at that one. Yeah. Why? <laughs> um, I love that restaurant and I know of her. I've not never okay. met her and I don't know anything about her demeanor or any of that. Like, but, yeah. But I, I definitely uh, know. I mean, this was long. I worked with them for eight years, probably. Yeah. There was, there was, this was a long time ago, like 2002. Up until oh, yeah. 2010. So that's way before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, not, none of my, 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 my parents were in, in the industry. And I met her um, through another friend because one of her partners at Contramar uh, introduced me to her um, because a good friend of mine is a cousin. Uh, no, it's not cousin. It's cousin of a cousin from, from one of the partners. Uh -huh. So we, we got introduced and she said something like, uh, I did an interview and she said, do you want to be a, a restaurant manager? And I said, I have no idea how to be a restaurant manager. She mm -hmm. said, I'll teach you. Okay. Uh, and that's how I got no in, into the roughly how old? Well, no, you were twenty, early twenties, twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, yeah. When you started, oh, that's really young. So you spent at least fifteen years, almost twenty years, potentially in the yeah, yeah. So I was I was part of that, uh, you know, boom, starting boom of mezcal in Mexico. I, mm -hmm. I remember that we used to get, we were pretty much the uh, the like. We were working in a place called Cibeles, mm -hmm. which opened in 2004. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the first places that was uh, doing cocktails in Mexico City. Oh, yeah. Way before. You've been to Mexico City? Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, so what you see now in Colonia Roma and all that area oh, yeah. did the not exist. Nothing. So that was the first bar. Uh, so I remember that uh, I'm, I'm not a cocktail person. No? Uh, no, no. Uh, and I've... I've never been a cocktail person, but the the people that I was working with, they were starting to work with like to experiment with uh, mezcal cocktails mm -hmm. and this and that. Uh, but back then, people in, in, in they used to drink Bacardi, yeah. Absolute, uh, and and Johnny Walker uh -huh. and Tequila Tradicional. Yeah. Th those were the favorite drinks. Like nobody was paying attention to 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 cocktails there. Um, so we were trying back then to push more the 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 mezcal we were all already working with it sotol mm. uh but people were not really paying attention back then we had like different brands like um enmascarado do you know enmascarado oh, i don't think so an old that's, mexican that's old, old mexican brand nice. uh, i don't think it ever came to the states yeah um so i, I was a little bit exposed to to those well, that's a long i mean brands. that's before so this is all right this is something that i'd love to get your feedback on you know, I've similar trajectories in some sense, right? Mm. Uh, the music thing, I, I kind of, I didn't quit music, but I decided not to go on tour to work in tech. and Okay. Which has been fine. It's been good. I've enjoyed it. And what I'm doing now is pretty interesting stuff involving AI. Uh, so anyway, okay. but I see a lot of people, and I just wrote about this. What, what Something, because I, I didn't know this about you, and I'm glad that I found this out because... You've really been in hospitality a long time. 
yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, look at him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of it's uh, like I was thinking, like, am I that old? It's not yeah. about that, right? Worried, yeah, I like, know, but yes, you, you've cut you've cut your teeth <laughs> on it, like obviously, and so I could vouch for you almost immediately because I we know some of the same people, some of the same producers. Right. We've been doing this. I don't. I've been in, in, in this air quotes in Mescal, like education stuff, like oh, like mm-hmm. 10, 11 years, right? Yeah, so quite a while, right? And how do you feel about new people coming in wearing the the, the hat of expertise about Mescal and they? teach everybody about it do you, do you think that that's a a good thing or do you think that it needs more experience with the families the place the pro- production do you see there any distinction there i think you need both yeah um probably one of the reasons why we decided to shift a little bit uh the tastings that we do um was because we wanted my business partner Anna, she's 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 from Oaxaca, mm-hmm. and and when we met, we just had this chemistry, and 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 we started this project. Is it um, is it purely platonic? No, no. Okay. I mean, it's because no, no. I'm working with your partner is diff- is difficult sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, she 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 she's my business partner, and 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 we we just met, and we just had a very nice uh, chemistry, and mm-hmm. I started. Before I moved to Oaxaca, I, I was coming and going, coming and going, and then I decided to move to Oaxaca because I was already starting to work with Mezcal with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the project became something else, uh, and it's been very organic yeah. the way we've been wanting it to develop. Um, I think you need both, and I, I like to observe and and know what's going on and what people are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get you know more information as as what do I believe that I want to do mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. uh, I think you do need that that uh, lecture that information out there's a lot of misinformation out yes. there there's a lot I know I know that like the more I go into the world of mezcal and the more I realize that I know nothing <laughs> <laughs> thank you same <laughs> the more that I realize that I love it like when I'm doing a tasting um, and I know there's people that probably maybe people that are coming tonight probably more have more knowledge in terms of, of, of technical stuff. Sure. Maybe than what I do. Mm. But I will I will tell them uh, the story that comes from my own experience uh, that has to do a lot with the connection with the people that we collaborate right. with. Um, and hopefully that will show them a different side, something something that's, newer. Yeah, um, it, that's the, the, the most that's the way to do it right Right. i know i know nothing right (laughs) in the scheme of things right i am powerless to what i will continue to learn and i understand that about mezcal no matter where i've been what i've seen what i've tasted i don't i don't ever need you to know that you know some people they're like oh well you know this this about mezcal right and something i've i've learned is that um my a maestro mezcalero, uh, at least of the ones that we work with, yeah. uh, they're so transparent, and they're not trying to prove anything to anyone. Mm-hmm. And they're 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 very wise people. Yes. Uh, and and being in contact with them, uh, it's very nurturing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gives you a different perspective as a urban person than. Uh, a farmer that's been doing 
this craft for generation after generation. Right. Um, it's they, they just have a very different perspective, it, it, and, and I, I love that. I absolutely you know? agree. And in, in a sense, I'm envious of what solitude, in a sense, they can have because being in the urban area, right? Noise, noise. We got our phones. There's business. There's email. Instead of the almost singular focus, sometimes that is that's the plant. I'm gonna go get that plant. I'm gonna get it out of the ground, chop it up, do, and, and then make the th- and, my thing and do what I think I do best. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, the, speaking of purpose, right? And they do it with love and 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 like I like I said before, they're not trying to prove nothing to anyone. Right. It's just their livelihood, and and we've we've uh, spiced it up a little bit because uh, for me it's it's magical mm-hmm. uh, as a Mexican. And obviously, Mexican culture has a lot of, uh, you know, beliefs and superstition. Uh, and that's a very important part of the communities that produce the spirit. Yeah. Uh, hence the word spirit. That's right. Uh, yeah, you know, point. And all, the, and, and all of what they believe and how they, 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 they harvest and the, the relationship that they have with their land and with the plants and with, within themselves and with family, it teaches you a lot. It does. Um, and uh, so... I I I think that's that kind of molded a little bit, not a little bit, that molded the experience that we we take on the tastings. We will never replicate when you're down at a palenque drinking with a maestro, yeah. and you can drink so much mezcal. Yeah. Uh, that's nothing we we don't want to recreate, mm-hmm. but we want to recreate something that's pure and like uh, sensory experience, so that we uh, have that it has an impact on the person uh, an emotional impact on yeah. the person and 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 like the mescal speaks for it for itself i, I uh, love that yeah and even 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 the buzz that it gives you oh, yeah. uh it's magical mm-hmm. like it's it's it, it feels very different it from another spirit at least from my I from agree. my perspective for years uh, we've been in the community we said well, right. i don't know why i mean i only have one scientific maybe explanation for it, which doesn't matter but but it does do that it's a different way that a spirit inspires you. Mescal yes. inspires you in a, exactly. in a wholly different way. Back to yeah. when I was saying I use that word all the time. The, the, I think that this is true about you. you. You tell me. Being in hospitality, at least most of the time, the folks that are in hospitality, yeah. they are in fact hospitable. <laughs> <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, they're nice people. They, they really are concerned about the care or others and mm-hmm. making sure people are taken care of that root characteristic is that part of who you are i i feel like it is but taking hopefully. care of others <laughs> <laughs> hopefully uh i i don't know do you feel it's a strength how about that of yours i think so yeah i think i think i think that that could be something that uh, uh like characterizes my my personality and and Hopefully that I can get that message around. Maybe this it's nothing that I'm I wanna be judged by, but I think judged I, I I mean I hopefully it's something that comes out natural. I see. You know? Yes. Um uh, but but I like to make people feel, you know, welcome and, yeah. and nice. For example, whenever I'm with the with, uh, with a family that we work with, like like they open the the, 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 the doors of their home. I mean I stay at their houses Mm-hmm. many many nights and and um when i say for example judge i mean i can get 
super, super, super drunk on mezcal, like with the maestro. Yes, sure. And I can fall asleep in a chair and the maestro next to me and I will never be judged. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so there are no, uh, I, I, that's a really pure feeling because you're uh, having a connection with people that have no masks. I don't know if, if, you, can, if you can describe it in some way. Yeah. So there, there are no filters yes. uh, for that, and 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 you can just feel it um, that it's a very uh, just a very transparent connection. Yeah, you know? a very nice way to relate with. People. And it's very communal too. That's, that's one of the things is that the world of mescal, perhaps it's more of a metaphor than an actual world of mescal necessarily, right. right? That folks really care about each other. They do, and they vouch for each other, and they open they do. doors for each other, both literally and figuratively. It's unlike anything I've ever seen, to be honest, outside of the hospitality industry. True. You know, yeah, it's yeah. it's really interesting. I mean, there's a lot less drug use probably in the, the agave community. For sure, for uh, sure. But maybe a little <laughs> bit more mezcal drinking, right? Or maybe it's just the same. But A lot of mezcal drinking. <laughs> but I think that that's something that's why it's so vibrant and why people would want to, to be invited into it or, or sit at the table Right. And again, and, figuratively. Yeah. Literally, and it, it's part of their culture. Yeah. It's part of the culture. I've learned I've learned so many things that are not mezcal related with the families. Yeah. Uh and in, in, in how they relate. Uh so so yeah, they're 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 really teachers, you know. Like um, you know, I, life is always life what life actually is, is we set our sights as I'm looking past you through these blinds, right? We set our sight on that destination, right? Right. Yeah. But the life is what is on this desk right in front of me that I might have just walked past. And when you talk about, because I have this experience a lot with brand brand people, mm, right? Mm -hmm. They know, they don't know what I want to hear, which is good because they never know where I'm going. I never know where I'm going to go. But they definitely know what they need me to know about their brand, right? Right. But that's the thing is that's not what this podcast is about. That's not what life is about. Yeah, and I want personally to be vulnerable i want my guests to feel like no we can talk about life for real and i don't have to worry about what my diageo pr people and this has happened specifically with diageo or what they're, <laughs> <laughs> what they're gonna say right evil you know i mean it, it's whatever you know they, they've given me some some nice guests and sent them my way and stuff but all right so here i was thinking about resia and i was thinking about and you can talk about this as uh, cryptically as you want okay normally I'm able to find some semblance of a career and or an online presence for most of my guests. Not always, okay. especially now when I go to the remote Palenques and that's just, right. I'm learning about that person in the moment, much like how I am right. with you. Knowing that Resia and the, sometimes the success or added success of a project of business relies, maybe not relies, but hinges pretty heavily on social media stuff. Yes. Is, is that something that is hard for you to teeter or does your business partner do that? How do you feel you show up today at, <clears throat> with an online presence? I mean, I understand uh, that uh, having presence in, in like social media and all that it's, is a tool at mm -hmm. the end of, of, of the day. Um, when Resia was born, it was purely organic and we kind of... We had a space and I said, Anna, let's start a, a tasting room. She said, yeah, 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 I've always wanted to do a tasting room. And I said, well, okay, let's do it private mm -hmm. and we'll see where that takes us. Um, and 
I like. I think that we like that uh, being discreet catches attention. Mm. Oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah, because we were curating that experience, and and we were thinking, okay, we wanna we wanna bring people that actually care for whatever we are doing. Mm-hmm. So we were looking more for that word to mouth, uh, organic, organic kind of dynamic. Yes, have our Instagram, which is the only thing that we have. Mm-hmm. But since we're not a brand of mezcal, and it's not our intention to be a brand of mezcal, it's uh, it's more about about you know the the, the, the different selections and and, and all the, the whole experience, mm-hmm. the sensory experience. Um, we wanted for people that heard about us to be a little bit curious about mm. what we did. And oh, so I we see. get a te- sometimes we get an email or a message and and we always ask how do you find how did you find about us mm-hmm. oh well this person recommended okay cool uh, and then we just hit it up with with that person um, and uh, so that was a little bit like being more prudent in mm. terms of 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 how we uh, move our information out yeah. I think I think that sometimes social media can be a bad tool when you're it's easy to abuse what you're always showing and it's a constant stimulation that we didn't want to go down that road i absolutely Um, understand um so we're we're very we're it's more like atmospheric if you go into the instagram you'll see like you'll get a hint of something Mm -hmm. uh but well at if you wanna, if you wanna know what it is, just text us, text us, and 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 we'll engage, and 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 we'll we'll, we'll you'll set something up. I think I think that that's a little bit like Anna and I uh, are, and 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 I we think that we don't need to push the limit on social media and picture, 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 and 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 be all over the place uh, because I don't I don't think that does any good and it kind of doesn't make any sense uh especially working with the people that we work yeah and 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 when we talk about mezcal and the way it's done and 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 it needs a lot of time and patience and that kind of kind of like if you look at the uh, doing a social media where you're always bombarding people with information Mm -hmm. information information i don't know how much of that really people uh, retain retain in, yeah. in in their heads um so we were we Anna and i were always joking like we said well resia is not for lazy people if you want to know what we do <laughs> just te- text us or send an email and and we'll tell you what we do <laughs> it's uh, i that think maybe the l- best business model i've ever heard it's a little right? bit it, it was a little bit uh that philosophy and, yeah. and since we were not planning where to take it um it just hit. It just hit off like that way. Yeah. I'm. I'm not an active person in, on social media, uh, and is not an active person on social media. So it really relates a lot to how we it's extension. How we are. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of extensions of you, I take it that because here's the thing. There's one thing about being hospitable, mm. which is you know taking care of others, especially if they're in your space, as, as y'all are in my home tonight, right? But there's another piece which I really appreciate too, which I, I feel feeling, and Mateo was telling me this. There's a lot of sensory pieces that don't involve taste, as right. as the tasting is occurred, right. the visual and the aural and everything. What do you, do you think that there's? 
it, it might be too obvious to say, well, the mezcal is the most important thing. Yeah, sure, this is the mantelpiece, right? right? But aesthetically, what is the thing for you that you want to make sure you get right at Resia in your space, aesthetically? Calm, oh. calmness, oh, oh. yeah, serenity. Uh, for example, in, in Resia and in, in Oaxaca, I mean, Oaxaca is a busy city. Like it's, wow, it's, it's a hectic yeah, city. Yeah, yeah. Like the main square, the center, mm -hmm. it's always buzzing. Like it has a lot of activity. Oaxaca is not a calm city. <laughs> it is at not. At People all. think it is too. At <laughs> all. Um, and I lived in the city of the center, so I know what I'm talking yeah, about. Dude, yeah. um, so we were trying to create uh, like, a, like a change, like a shift. Like once you enter that doorway then mm -hmm. you kind of like we take you like to calm okay come down smell whatever's burning in the mm -hmm. house sit down we'll give you some water and just slow down you know slow down yeah and then we'll start uh engaging in a conversation and we started tasting but um probably yeah call like being calm i it's about it's about enjoying a beverage that's magical but it's like having a, a conversation in your living room yes. with friends yes so it's not a bar it's basically it's a living room yeah. uh and we wanted people to feel like super relaxed and comfortable mm -hmm. because we're not here to give you a lecture we're give you we're, we're here to share yeah and and it goes both ways you know i i i think seldom have i had a moment during a conversation there's been after eight years of doing this right like that may be something that you and I have completely in common. Mm. Like I would have said it exactly the same way. I would have used the same words. I use the word probably con connection right. too often. But that's it. That's everything. And But I, I, what I'm curious though is your recent discovery mm. of tranquility and, and harmony and, and learning about yourself in quiet. You said mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you think, and I know this might be hard to answer, but do you think before you started to understand that about yourself, needing those things and practicing it actively, mm -hmm, tranquility mm -hmm, harmony, mm -hmm. do you think that this room, Resi, would have turned out the same way if you weren't who you are now? No, probably not. Probably not. Uh, I did have my good fair share of parties 10 yeah, years ago. I bet. Uh, I'm always saying, Mateo, uh, like, I'm older than you. Like, I'm nine years older. You'll, <laughs> you'll be my age and you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, but... Uh, that calmness and 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 tranquility uh, makes me feel uh, more focused yes. and and with a with a clear head, um, and I really uh, appreciate that a lot. It's a very important thing. Yeah. It's funny that we often think that the hardest things to get you can buy and they're expensive, <laughs> right? Yeah, which we both know that's bullshit. Yeah, finding inner peace. That's gold. <laughs> That's gold, man. Priceless, right? Like it's yes. incredibly, incredibly priceless. What are, I know you you say you spend some time alone to kind of think. Are there any other practices? Some folks do transcendental meditation, for instance. That for a lot of business and like highly financially successful yeah. people, they do that. Any other practices you do daily, weekly that help you get to that place mentally? I'm learning to meditate, but oh. I, I don't think I'm that good at it still. Sure. Uh, but I'm learning. Uh, at least I, I try. I try, for example, to have this morning routine where I don't look at my phone mm -hmm. un until like after two hours. I w I wake up, and I, that has changed completely. I don't oh. care if someone's texting or somebody's calling or I got an email. I don't care about that. So I'm building that 
like morning routine uh, has helped me a lot and and being much more focused and 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 focusing on things that might be more important than any other thing that is going on at that specific right. moment. Uh, so I'm learning how to how to medita- meditate. I think I meditate when I'm uh, doing exercise, like exercising. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been into into exercise since like fortunately. My parents were always uh, sport-inducing sure. uh, parents, so that was that's a really positive. positive Did you play thing. in high school or anything? Uh, I Any played uh, water polo. Oh no, shit! Yeah, I never played it. I mean, I've seen it hard when I was uh, be- I think probably sixteen mm. up until twenty around that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, that's it was good. a lot of fun. Yeah, I bet a lot of fun. I've it's been profound moment for me learning this this about you in your life you know <laughs> i mean that's the thing is that you had no idea how this is gonna yeah, that's the thing i, I, I had no about. idea no idea right and it's no like idea. Well, uh, you know i've heard podcasts are just gonna ask me about <laughs> fucking legalizing weed what's the, what's the deal right um but this is exactly the kind of conversation i i wanted to have with you and i've got just a couple of questions left for you as we kind of start to do some logistical move into furniture get people in here yeah. for this day tonight which would be incredible what's something you want maybe specifically someone that's here tonight at the tasting what's something that you really want to make sure they go home with a, a notion right now mm. obviously a bottle right <laughs> but, but more um, concept. i would i would say that maybe it's very general but at least to feel something beyond uh, technical stuff or yes. beyond that information to yeah. to to connect with 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 the with the sensation that I love uh, and that I find when I drink mezcal and and that it takes me to to many 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 places. Yeah, for me it's very emotional yeah. uh, when I drink mezcal um, because of all of the things that we've been talking to um, and the way it makes you feel and 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 I think that mezcal connects physically uh, in us in very different layers and, and and levels that uh i haven't found in any other spirits i don't drink other spirits uh, yeah. anymore mm. um i mean i try them but uh, but i don't drink them anymore uh but but and, and i feel mezcal just i don't want to sound uh like like a new age but it, it does it i i personally feel that i connect with something a little bit deeper uh, when that I have that 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 buzzing feeling of mezcal. I yeah. yeah. I I don't think it's new age. Even if it was, you we could root it in science and say you know plants have a life, right? Especially a plant that lives as long as some of the agaves exactly. do, right? So the, all the seasons, all the energy that they have, it they've consumed it, exactly. and then exactly. we consume it. How they've evolved, you know? Yeah, where as two dudes, maybe we haven't evolved all that much over the. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we have a I'm lot, kidding, yeah. a lot to learn, you know. Yeah, we still, we still every day, and, and and for me, it's super obvious, super yeah. obvious. Um, so yeah, I, I I would say that that would be something. That's good. Uh, I don't, I don't. We we we've never, we've never done any any. any obviously, when people want to ask about technical stuff yeah, or, yeah. or processes or or you know, we try to give us clearer information of what we know mm-hmm. we don't know everything uh-huh. obviously uh-huh. Uh, and if we don't know if we get asked something that we don't know we'll surely we'll look for it yeah you know? i love it no this is see this is the tasting tonight 
is going to be absolutely spectacular. I'm I'm very Hopefully. excited. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> no pressure. Come on, it's, 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 you know it's, sometimes there are groups that are become a they're I, I can feel it. Uh, yeah. uh, they're very serious at, at first, and and I always say, oh, am I am, if I'm boring you, please let me know <laughs> after mezcal number three yeah. they start it starts opening yes, things. Yes. it opens your your energy your heart and 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 i think that's beautiful yeah I, i'm the it, same it's I'm not that. i'm getting drunk for me it's not i'm it's getting not, drunk yeah. it's it's it just it works in a different way it does it's for, a beautiful I personally thing think that I, I i absolutely agree it's a it's an art i, I mean all right. spirits are art, but there's a different specific kind of connective nature and, and transportative nature of mezcal. yeah that that armagnac we were talking about that in the kitchen i don't get that from armagnac or exactly spirits, right? exactly all right, so I got two questions left for you. The this one, and it may be difficult for you to answer, maybe not. Okay, it's I'll not hard. It's not, a, it's not a hard question. I promise. Let's say you can sip any 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 mezcal. It doesn't matter which one, but something that you particularly like lately, and you could sip that mezcal with any musician, living or deceased. Who might you like to sit down and have a conversation at mezcal with? Jim Morrison. Oh man! All right. <laughs> That was that was quick. <laughs> He's a, I, I, I knew the answer before you asked. <laughs> Did you really? Had you been thinking about it? No, but 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 I kind of I kind of I think it made sense. <laughs> it, oh, it does make sense. He's a crazy the twenty seven club, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good answer. No one's ever said that. Not not Janis Joplin. She drank too much. Yeah, no kidding. I got a story about a guy that slept with her too from Austin. That he he, I a total stranger at a bar one night. He's like, let me tell you a story about Janis Joplin. Oh really? And he told me like how her room smelled and stuff. I was like, this is pretty much this is like gold. This is it's a gold. Uh, very, or maybe oh, if you think about a Mexican uh, singer, maybe Jose Jose. Have you heard of him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe Jose Jose. Okay. He's he's, he's a, an icon, a Mexican icon. Yeah. Either way, I'm sure it'd be a great conversation. For sure. So this is your second stop in Texas, right? You yeah. were at Las Almas Rotas, what, on Thursday or Wednesday? Both. Both. Did, oh, it's two. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it was, It was. yeah. The first one was, you, we usually don't do tastings for more than 10 people. Like uh-huh. that stop. Um, we think like the bigger groups, it just has a different energy. Right. Uh, so we did, yeah, two nights at Las Almas Rotas, 19 people the first night and then... 10 or 11 the second one nice. something like that That's which is which is new for us because we we don't tend to do tastings at bars or restaurants mm-hmm. uh, because we don't work with them yeah uh, right we work uh, privately yeah uh, so uh it's it's the first time we do uh something like that i love it yeah all right last so then where 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 to next are you heading back to oaxaca you have more texas travel plan uh it's up to my t- <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm heading back to dallas mm. uh for a few days and then i have to go back to mexico city i have an event in mexico city and then back to oaxaca and then hopefully we'll be doing something in europe and that's October. amazing yeah we'll i can't see. wait we'll like see. i'm super excited to see what what uh, i know it's nice can be beautiful and I'm really excited to see what you do next and the kinds of ways that you grow this this premise of which I think we're really super aligned on. I, I love the way you think about this call. Thank you. Great. Amazing thing. So, Alberto, thank you for taking the time out. Now we no, got to go my, move. My pleasure. <laughs> thank you for inviting me. Yeah, it is an absolute <laughs> pleasure. Augusto So, we're going to move some furniture and drink some mezcal. Seguro. Perfect. Talk Perfect. soon. Cheers. Thanks. Well, there we have it. Alberto Espinosa from Brescia. And again, being in the room with the candles and stuff, sometimes 
You see these brand ambassadors with these great looking hats and they're trying to tell you how to feel about mezcal. They're trying to tell you how to drink it. There's only one way to do it. Alberto is not like that. This was a very, very connective tasting between he and the folks in, in my living room ultimately. And I'll tell you exactly the moment that it made sense to me besides the music and the stage, which creates this nice aesthetic, right? That you kind of walk in, walk into almost like a cloud of, of ambiance, right? He would sit down with us and stand sometimes, sit, stand, these kinds of things. And then it became like this fireside chat as if we were all surrounding this amazing thing, the mezcal, of course, itself. But really, we're all surrounding like the culture of mezcal, the connection that we all individually have to it. And we talked about it, we talked about tasting notes, how we felt about it. Really, really magical moment. And when you sip mezcal with the right people, it is something that you often don't forget those moments, those nights. So Alberto, thank you so much for coming into Austin and really gracefully sharing these beautiful mezcales from Miobatlan, Santa Catarina, Minas, and some other places. So thanks everybody for listening to Show to V with Mike G. I wanted to announce that, you know, I was doing TikTok reviews and stuff for a while and I did like hundreds of them and I was drinking whiskey and I didn't want to drink and that's how you get likes and follows and stuff. And that's not really me. I tried to create things that I want to create for the purpose of making my passion known or being able to just express myself. So I did start, for those of you who are readers, I'm not writing long entries, but I did start an account on Substack called Every Bottle Has a Story. And so far, I've been putting out stuff for a few weeks now and it's really nice to share some more personal things with folks you know, through the lens of beautiful bottles. So no matter if you're watching a movie you didn't know exists that was based on a Brett Easton Ellis screenplay, if you're thinking, I'm going to be going to Scotland in a couple months, it's kind of massive, please keep dancing. <laughs>